is the Gridiron Guys podcast with Anthony Stalter and Super Bowl champion Kerry Davis. Driven by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Welcome back to the Gridiron Guys podcast. I'm Anthony Stalter alongside Super Bowl champion Kerry Davis. It's been a couple of weeks, but we're back at it. And Kerry, uh, we have good news for listeners. We're going to do a podcast probably every week we are from we here are, on out we are good to go i am back on my regularly scheduled program in terms of coaching high school football and so we will have time in between my show and your show where we can actually get some work done because we were just two ships passing in the night missing yeah. each other we we weren't able to connect enough but i think people are uh in in dire need of us and our our takes in, on football. Well, so let's hope so. Yeah, that's why we're doing the that's podcast. How, that's what I think. When, when I when I when I go to bed and I'm like, these people need us. <laughs> they they, they need us. I'm more thinking like. <laughs> You and I just want to talk football, so if anybody's listening, I appreciate it. That that too. uh, Yeah, so what we're going to do today, we we have two more divisions to wrap up, but since training camps have have started, I I did want to throw a couple of kind of the hotter topics out right now, especially to Kerry, who, as a former running back, I'm sure will have some some thoughts on this. So, Kerry, I'll throw throw two bits of news at you since the last time we did the podcast. Mm -hmm. So the Giants signed Saquon Barkley to a one-year, $11 million contract, and according to NFL Network's Ian Rappaport, Barkley, who had refused to play initially for the Giants in 2023 under the team's franchise tag, he gets a $2 million signing bonus. The size of the one-year deal gives Barkley a chance to earn more than he would have under the tag, Mm -hmm. but it was kind of an about-face after... Saquon Barkley and some of the other running backs who are unha- unhappy with the situation regarding their their market and their future got together on a Zoom meeting. Now, the other bit of running back news, and it kind of correlates, is that Jonathan Taylor has denied reports that he reported to Colts camp complaining of back pain. He and the Colts are kind of going back and forth. The owner of the Colts, Jim Irsay, said that you know this this situation with the running backs was collectively bargained. Now they're kind of looking to redo the situation. That's not really right. What are your overall thoughts on Barkley, Taylor, the running back market as it is, especially as a former running back yourself? Well, I think that this position does everything. And I I mean, you you know, there aren't many guys on the field that you're going to find that run the ball, obviously, that can catch the ball and block. I mean, you're doing all three jobs and it is a requirement to be really good at that position. If if uh, my running back coach told me in college, he said every running back can run the ball. He said the things that separate you from from the rest of the pack are the ones that can block and the ones that can catch. And so this position is a vital part of every team's offense. If you are an offensive team that likes to pass the ball, you know what sets up good passing is running the ball. Mm-hmm. And so when you are able to play action pass, now you got receivers wide open downfield. I think it's disheartening that um, that a, that a position that means so much to the fabric of a team, when you talk about playoff football, you talk about two things that win championships, playing defense and running the football. And regardless of who you decide to have back there, if you have one of those elite guys, it definitely makes life a lot easier. And I think in Saquon Barkley's case, the frustration that that has to come over him knowing that you all paid Daniel Jones a lot of money. Daniel Jones ain't really good if I'm not there. Mm-hmm. Like Saquon was the tie for leading uh, le- uh, leading reception leader on their team. And he's a guy that you're going to throw the ball to out of the backfield. He's a guy that's going to block in the backfield to make sure Daniel Daniel Jones is upright and not being carted off of the field. So right. the, the value of this position and the notion that 
we can get anybody to do it. It infuriates me because there are guys that are elite, as I said earlier, at doing this. And and you don't find those guys often. I mean, there, there are guys, obviously, you can plug and play. The Detroit Lions, they, Jamal Williams had led the league in rushing touchdowns, not a – and they let him walk. And yeah. then you got DeAndre Swift, who I thought was a better back than, than Jamal Williams. You let him – you move him as well. So now you go in a different direction. The value for, for how franchises see them is is – it's disrespectful. It's flat out disrespectful. And then you talked about Jonathan Taylor and, and Jim Irsay. Just probably not smart to stick your foot in into that situation, knowing that you're running back going into his fourth year, not having a fifth year option for you to pick up. You probably don't care because you're going to franchise him uh, if if push comes to shove. But somehow or another, the value and and the the, the respect for this position has to be improved because there are so much that they do to help this team. I told you, I played fullback, but I've had to play running back a few times in the NFL, definitely in college, but in the NFL as well. I had stuff hurting on me that I didn't even know I had. <laughs> I had the head, what the hell is that body part? Why is that sore? <laughs> you got 22 pairs of eyes, 22 eyes, 11 pairs of eyes looking at you when that ball is in your hand. They are trying to come do damage. And so you're going to hand the ball off to your back now 18 to 22 times a game used to be 30 35 times but 18 to 22 and you expect them to do what they're supposed to do and I just feel like that at some point hopefully it gets corrected I don't know what what the the running backs have what they're able to do in this situation it seems that they're stuck but hopefully it'll come around and you'll get that one special back that does get that huge contract Mm -hmm. and then everyone can follow suit it's tough Gary because you know me me being a somebody that I love I love football and I appreciate I appreciate the game so much I know what when you're talking about especially coming out of the coming out of your mouth you played the position you know what it takes I know the value of the running back position and how vital it is on a team look the playoffs you you could throw the ball out in September and October yes. you could throw the ball all over the yard when it starts to get a little colder when teams start to get a little bit more banged up when you face a team like the Steelers or the Ravens, teams that are going to beat the crap out of you in the postseason, you got to be able to run the ball. You have to be physical if you want to win a championship. Ask the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. They got pushed all over the yard last last year at, in their home building. Their best running back is their quarterback. It is. It is. <laughs> they got pushed around by a Bengals team that was more physical. So I I respect and appreciate what, what the running back position is and what it means to a team. If I'm a GM, though, and I'm looking at the situation where let's just take the Chiefs and the Eagles, for for example. The the Kansas City Chiefs drafted Clyde Edwards-Alaire yeah. in the back end of the first, first round, round, what, three years ago. So it was a first-round running back. Right. We're not talking about top five guy, top ten guy, right. not even a top 20 guy, but we're talking about somebody that was selected in the first round. The guy that was selected seventh in the seventh round, Isaiah Pacheco, was the one that helped you win a Super Bowl yeah. last year. So every time an Isaiah Pacheco does what he does, right. or hell, anybody that plays for Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers. <laughs> plug and play. Plug and play guy. And I know they got Christian McCaffrey, but yeah. Shanahan has a long history of using undrafted free agents or guys that were discarded from previous teams mm-hmm. as his guy. Get to the edge, one foot in the ground, get upfield. That's what we need to run. It's it's more about the scheme for him. Right. So every time that happens and teams have success with it, where the Eagles can use a combination of Hertz and Miles Sanders, who they let walk this right. year, Boston Scott, 
Kenneth Gainwell, who mm-hmm. am I missing? I mean, they used a slew of guys yeah. last year. Every time that happens, it diminishes the value of a Saquon Barkley or a Dalvin Cook or a Jonathan Taylor. I think the difference in those instances when you have your quarterback who can run the ball as well, who is a, a threat, it makes it easier to to plug and play. And now, in in San Francisco's case, they just that's their style. They run that outside zone, one cut, get upfield. It's going to be it's the style of football. The Denver Broncos made it famous years ago with yeah. Terrell Davis. That is, and the Denver Broncos were the same kind of mindset. They were able to roll running backs in, and and it didn't mm-hmm. matter who was there. Um, but there are certain organizations when you look at Derrick Henry in Tennessee. If he's not in that backfield. You can cancel the season. Don't worry about it. Yeah. It's it's nothing that we can talk about. You can say the same thing in terms of the uh, the New York Giants. They are the in the same mode. Another team that is going to be hurting this season as well as they played last year, the Minnesota Vikings. You lose Dalvin Cook as much as you want to say about him. He was pretty healthy last year. And so when you are, are not having those guys in the fold, guys that you can turn around and hand the ball to 25 times a game, I, I, it's, it's it's a much different game. Tony Pollard is going to see what this season looks like once he heals from his his ankle injury, and he's the lone back that is getting the bulk of the carries as opposed to splitting time with Ezekiel Elliott. It's a different mold. It's a different mindset when you're the sole guy, and there are guys that are prepared. They're big enough. They're strong enough. They're fast enough to do that job. Not everybody is built for that, and so – it just always intrigues me when teams feel like, oh, I can just put any put anybody in there. It's kind of like the analytics with baseball. <laughs> yeah, oh this, these numbers going, actually. So when I was doing <laughs> the the numbers, if you put this guy, I know he's a step slower and a step shorter, but his actually average yard per carry matches. Yeah, no, he's got fifty four hundred less carries than this guy. It, right. It's not the same, man. So you know, it's just about getting those guys and and hopefully again I said I I hope that they get an opportunity to one of these guys explode but the NFL is a business man they're going to mm. do what's best Josh Jacobs got the franchise tag eh, it is what it is they they aren't in a they don't care and so you're going to have to pretty much outplay any contract that is in front of you and you still may not be rewarded because of it. Yeah. Or you may have to take and this is this is awful because it's football and your life your your career your career is going to cut you know be cut short uh more, more times than not when you look at the league you you might have to just take one year deals like Saquon did. You, and you don't want to do that. I get that, but you're going to make more money that way. The the one thing that I think Saquon should have done and I, I don't think he did it was he should have made sure that there was no way for them to franchise, franchise tag. Yeah, good call. And so Great you point. almost have to look at what the what LeBron James did in basketball a few years back when he started taking two-year deals with a player option after the first one. That may be the best way to go for, as you said, for the running backs. It's yeah. essentially a one-year deal. We can re-up if I want to, right. but we're going to have a two-year, and we can and we can stay locked in for these two years if I want to. If you can get Darrell Reeves started doing that as a cornerback, those are are guys that understand their wealth, their their value, and their worth. And so you may have to start looking at it like that, where you know I'll do these four years, and then we fifth. Hopefully, I'm not a first round back, so you can't fifth year option me. Yeah. And now we can do a two year deal with a player option. And now I just have to. I just got a ball. Yeah. It's a tough. It's a tough way to go about it. But you can make a lot of money that way because yeah. teams are going to say, okay, one year. Oh yeah, I'll they don't care. You. Right. All right. Yeah. Two years with a player out. Cool. Right. So that may be the way, the best way to go about it. But 
other than that, man, it's going to be – they're going to have to play. They're going to have to play their way through this one. There ain't no, ain't no walking around or, or getting around this. No, you're right. That's Kerry Davis. I'm Anthony Stalter. All right, so we have two more divisions, Kerry, to break down. We've got the NFC West and we have the AFC West. I think the AFC West is more intriguing, so why don't we start with the NFC West okay. and we'll move fairly quickly. What we've done, if you've listened to previous podcasts, you know this. But if you're just joining us, one, thank you, welcome. Hopefully you download previous podcasts because we're break, we've breaking, we've broken down each division thus far. But we've taken each team, we've talked about their win totals. Carrie and I give, give you a prediction based on our thoughts about that team. So why don't we actually, why don't, let's just do the layout first. Let's, let's start with the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, what's o- their over-under? Over-under is four and a half. Hey, let's go under. Yep. Just for, why not? <laughs> why? Why? Uh, there, why not? There's nothing. That, I mean, Col- Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy <laughs> may win a couple of games. I don't think Kyler Murray's going to be that that healthy this year. Kerry, they don't obviously have DeAndre Hopkins anymore. They're rebuilding. Yeah, they're rebuilding. They don't. They just don't have a ton of talent. They've. They. They've, some of their draft picks just hasn't haven't panned out. And it's just it's it's a it's one of the worst organizations right now in football. Uh, under four and a half for me. It is, and and you you have a quarterback who signed a huge contract last year. There was a stipulation that he played less video games and paid more attention. Then they tried to take that out. That that's that your was franchise guy. That's your guy, you're gonna be here for a while. And now he's injured with uh with an ACL tear that he that he happened late in the season last year. So he's gonna miss some significant time coming into the season. And again, like you said, they are a team in that division. They went what was their record last year? Four and. Thirteen was that was that what I got? Sounds about right. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and so they they four and thirteen last in the division, and so I don't expect much from them. You talked about DeAndre Hopkins no longer being there. Um, they got a new head coach. It's a it, it is a recipe for things to go completely terrible for this season for the yeah. Arizona Cardinals, and and you can use that kind of as your excuse as to why it's going that way. They they have a. It's going to be a long, tough season for them based on their their record last year and what they have coming back. Yeah, I just that, – that's – they're rebuilding, bottom line. All right, let's move on to the, the Rams. I'm taking the under. Six, it's six and a half. I don't, I, don't, I don't see seven wins on their schedule. I don't think Matthew Stafford stays healthy all season long. There was some question about whether or not he could play, whether or mm-hmm. not he was going to be done after last year. He missed a ton of time. I, I I like Sean McVay, but there's only so much you can do as a as a play caller. Cooper Cup just got hurt in training yeah, camp. He should be fine, but yeah. I mean, look, the the talent is no longer there on defense, save for Aaron Donald. I, I mean, Kerry, look look at this look at this roster, especially the defense. You traded away um, your top corner in Jalen Ramsey, Jalen Ramsey, yep. who you know unfortunately got He's hurt got for the hurt. Dolphins, yeah. but. You, you've got I, – I would even call sporadic talent. The bill has come due on the <laughs> FM the picks. <laughs> yeah. The, the bill is yeah. – you, you won the Super Bowl. The the bills are starting to come in. Yeah. You got to buckle down and pay, and pay the bills. Under six and a half all day long. I, I think I agree with you there. Um, there was also talks that they may try to – restructure Stafford's um, deal in the offseason or maybe even trade him. And then I think Kevin Demoff came on and said, oh, we didn't say that. Not, not like that he would tell us any lies or anything. Right. Not that he would know. <laughs> not that he would. You know, but, um, you know, we uh, when you're looking at this Rams team, again, you are correct. They are a team that has – they don't have a lot in the cupboard other than Aaron Donald, who may or may not be towards the end of his career, just a Hall of Fame career, obviously, but – what more does he have to prove? What more does he have to play for at this point, especially if this team isn't going to 
be uh, pursuing championships in the near future. No. You just had Sony Michelle re- retire after five years. That's kind of intriguing that that took place. <laughs> I don't look, Harry. I don't know him. I don't know him personally, but that screams to me that he was he was probably de- he's probably been done with football for a while. And possibly, I mean that that was an intriguing thing. And so you got Sam uh, Cam Akers in the backfield. Hopefully, he's healthy and ready to roll this season. They had an issue with him last week last year. I don't know where the I don't know where the touchdowns come from. I don't know where the playmakers come from, especially if Cooper Cup is hurt. You know he's going to get a hundred and. 55 targets if he's healthy um but if he's hurt and not able to play i don't know where the explosion explosiveness comes from on this offense it doesn't look it doesn't look very good to me and the defense leaves a lot to be desired as well no doubt all right so you got the under too i have the under okay so we both took the under for the rams both took the under for the cardinals what do you got for seattle eight and a half over under eight and a half wins for Seattle Man, coming boy, off a playoff. My boy Gino did really well last year, and I do really like. I'm clearly a homer. I, li- I really <laughs> like what they did in the draft, taking Devin Witherspoon with the uh, with their first pick out of the University of Illinois, ILL, <laughs> and then Jackson Smith and Jigba out of Ohio State, a very good receiver as well. I thought they did a really good job of of helping Gino get that weapon, and and I think that this team over eight. Uh, I, I like that. I uh, like eight and that. a half. So Over they got eight and a half. yeah. They got to they got to win nine. Nine and eight. They can go nine and eight. They can go ten and ten and seven. I, I think they could go over. I think that, that Geno Smith showed for. He said they they wrote me off, but I didn't write back. That was the quote <laughs> of the year, in my opinion. Uh, Geno Smith showed everybody that with opportunities and and preparation, he could be a very good quarterback. Was a was a Pro Bowler last year. I think he builds on that for this year, another year in this offense, and I think he's going to be really good for them. Ah, uh, I'm going to take the under. Really? I want yeah, I want to take the over because they're gonna go four and over versus the Cardinals and the Rams. That's exactly why I wanted to take the over, <laughs> Kerry. Um, I, I'm not a big believer in their lines. You know, I think okay. I think Geno look Geno Smith did a remarkable job last year, and and he proved that Pete Carroll was smart all along yes. with what he was trying to do with Russell Wilson. Uh, Russell Wilson didn't didn't want to play in that in that offense, and he goes to Denver and does things his way and yeah, becomes yeah, became. Uh, one of the one of the biggest mockeries in the entire league. Yeah. Geno Smith had his career revived because he believed in what Pete Carroll was trying to do. Uh, so good, good all around for Geno Smith and the Seahawks. But you know, both tackle positions. We'll just start with the offensive line. They're going to you know starting rookies Charles Cross and Abraham Luke, Lucas at both tackle positions last year is a, a risk. Wound up working out. You know if they can make significant strides in in their second year, okay, good. Uh, but but Cross was a bit of a weak weak. You know, weak link last year. I don't know about the the middle of their offensive line, and I think their front seven's kind of pedestrian. So, I think they find a way to win seven or eight games, but they're not going to sneak up on on everybody like they did a year ago. So, I'm going to take the under eight and a half. I think they, I think they, they're right there, Kerry. I think, but I think they wind up with eight, and they go eight nine as opposed to nine and eight. I, I really like their secondary. Like I said, the addition of of uh, Witherspoon was a great pickup for them. Um, if you can get if Tariq Woolen is is ready to roll, he's on the pup list, I believe, right now. And we still are waiting on the Jamal Adams from years ago to 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 show up. 
I don't know if it, I, I don't know if that has passed him by at this point. But if he's able to go, that secondary is, is has the capability of being a really good secondary. Now, if you're well, you know what? It, it'll be good because pe- teams don't value the running back, so they're going to be throwing <laughs> it a lot. We just discovered that, didn't we? Uh, so they'll the, be okay. The, Over the bitter Kerry Davis showing up right now. All right, uh, the last team in the division, the San Francisco 49ers, ten and a half. Ten and a half is the number. Give me the over, man. I love I love this team. I know they got the, the quarterback question marks. Can they keep a quarterback healthy? Does it matter? It does. Mr. Irrelevant did last he, year, he NFC title too. games. But he got hurt in the NFC title it game. It does matter. Look at what they did. Can they keep a guy healthy? Jimmy G Maybe. got hurt last year. Lance got hurt. Brock Purdy got hurt. They had Who the hell was throwing the football for them in the championship games? Well, it was James uh, Johnson. It was uh, Josh Johnson. Josh Johnson. See, I, he who also on. got hurt. And Brock Purdy had to go back in. <laughs> and, and he, he couldn't throw. He, yeah, he was he couldn't, handing the damn ball. It was Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey right, Christian McCaffrey left. And it was, went nowhere. Yeah. He couldn't even throw a screen. Well, the freaking elbow was blown it, out. It, that's not great. Now, if they should have just are, put, I mean, they could have put McCaffrey in. They his, probably should have gone I, wildcat. I, but that, I mean, that's tough. That's, yeah, tough, that's yeah. tough to step in. It like is. That. This is a team, you, you hit the nail on the head. They have so much talent around Debo Samuel, George Kittle. You got guys that can go get the ball, make plays. Christian McCaffrey is a, a Swiss Army knife that does every single thing you want out of that position. Should be paid a lot of money. Hope you're listening, NFL teams. Um, and so you got, and <laughs> well, he, he is, getting, stays, paid, he is yeah. getting paid a lot of money yeah. for his, for he his stays work. On the field that's the thing he does um well now he did he, I, years past sorry not from an injury standpoint i meant <laughs> okay on third down he's he, oh, yeah he, you don't have to, when it, he's there you he's don't have there. to replace it's there tough to pay go. a running back if you gotta constantly take him off the field correct. on third downs correct um so yeah i, I think they they added javon hargrave in 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 the offseason and so i think they are going to be again that division is probably is it the weakest division in all of football right now? Have we, uh, have no, we come the, to? Uh, the NFC West is. I'm sorry, the NFC South is. Ah. I like the Saints. I, I like the Falcons more than a lot of people. And yeah, it's not would. just the Homer. Homer in me. <laughs> the Homer? I don't know what Homer is. <laughs> um, the the Panth- you know, the Panthers are, we'll, we'll see, and the Bucs are a disaster. Okay, well, they are, they are tied for first in the worst division of football. Right, 1A and 1B the NFC West. And so you're looking at a San Francisco team that should go what four and two at, at worst mm-hmm. in the division. And then you're going to have to pick up a few more wins. I, I definitely think with a healthy Brock Purdy, with all of all of the weapons that they have on offense, I like them to go over uh, in their season um, for their season mark. I love that defensive line. I love that front seven. Yeah. Fred Warner. I don't even know if you can call him underrated. I don't. He, feel, I he's still. Not. He's spectacular. He's spectacular. I still don't feel like he gets the due nationally, but he's the, just incredible. The one question I think Nick Bosa is still out, mm-hmm. um, waiting, waiting on a new contract. So you know you have you have that issue on your hands. Hey, the man. It, I mean, I don't know what we're waiting on here. It's just kind of kind of crazy, but you know we'll see. All right, Kerry Davis, Anthony Stalter, Gridiron Guys podcast. We've got one division. This is it, and it it's the team uh, led by the or the division led by the Kansas City Chiefs, the defending champions. So that's crazy how that worked out. Good yeah, job. No you, that's a good job by you. What's that? We're putting that together, making them the last team. Yeah, man. We, I mean, come on, right? <laughs> I didn't, I didn't do it on purpose. But let's start off with the Raiders because I think the Raiders are the team that a lot of people expect to finish last in this division. Mm. I also, th- I, I think from an on-field standpoint, Kerry, they're they're the least interesting team as well. You don't like Max Crosby? 
I like He's Max very Crosby. Very interesting. I like Max Crosby. I I actually like Jimmy G too. Um, oh, that you lost me there. But <laughs> it just feels you, you like had me too. You said Jimmy G. I like Jimmy G. You know you, exactly, you know what Jimmy, Jimmy G. G is. You do handsome That's as why ever. You, uh, handsome devil. <laughs> <laughs> and he's and, he, and you know what he's he's gonna Tall, get hurt. tan, handsome as ever, and he's gonna miss some time. Yeah, probably yeah. under under six and a half. You're, I'm, I'm assuming you're going, Kerry. Uh, yeah, I'll go under six and a half, and it's a shame because Devontae Adams coming over from Green Bay a few years ago is is has been and and will go down as one of the best receivers. He needs a quarterback that can get him the ball on a consistent basis. You don't know what's gonna happen with Josh Jacobs. As I said earlier, he's he's undecided on whether or not to sign that franchise tag and may may decide to just hold out, may not, may not want to play. So now you're going to be looking at who are we giving the ball to in the backfield. And, again, you don't want Jimmy G just dropping back 25, 30, 40 no. times a game. It's, it's, it's not conducive for him and his safety and his health. I'd, this, this is one of my favorite plays if I'm going to do any sort of season totals. I'm going to take the under. The the schedule for some reason the schedule well, actually I'm not going to say for some reason I know why the schedule stuff because they play in the toughest division in mm-hmm. football I think the Broncos we'll, we'll get to I think they're improved this year I like I love Justin Herbert I don't know if I love the Chargers but I love Justin Herbert and and the Chiefs speak for themselves toughest toughest division in football you've got the worst roster you've got so much uncertainty as Kerry you broke down uh, perfectly. The offensive line mediocre the front seven not great I mean somehow Patrick Graham managed to take a, a step back with that pass rush from a year ago. Yeah. I said, I don't, I don't like much about the Raiders and with the uncertainty, as you mentioned with Josh Jacobs, who's coming off a fantastic season. Yep. I just, I, I, the under six and a half, again, one of my favorite plays when it comes to the NFL win totals. Let's go to the Chargers now. I mentioned that I love Justin Herbert. I don't know if I love the Chargers overall. There's, they're, they're that team that's got plenty of talent. I don't like, I don't, Brandon, Brandon Staley, like. not a fan it seems like he's going to he's going to lose you a handful of games each and every year that that the Chargers are going to be in. Uh, but I'm surprised he kept his job because there were talks that he might not even make it despite them yeah. making it to the playoffs, and that didn't obviously didn't go well. Yeah, I'm a little. Yeah, I am. I mean, I am a little surprised. Maybe they weren't thrilled with what the coaching search was going to yield yeah. for them, but uh, or maybe it's just they wanted to set up a true crossroads season for him. And say, hey, you're going to go one way or another here. Either right. we're going to improve with a playoff win, or you're going to be in the unemployment line. But carry the total for the Chargers nine and a half. Oh. So if you want over, you got to they got to win ten. I'm probably going to go under, and and for a team that is that talented, it, that kind of pains me. You get the addition of Kellen Moore as your OC coming over from Dallas. I I, I hope he's able to implement something that. Um, Justin Herbert knows what color jerseys they're wearing cause, because clearly he couldn't get that through to Dak at times last year. Mm-hmm. But Justin Herbert also just getting paid, getting his his big contract, and so um, and they have so much talent on the on the at the receiver position. Their issue has been injuries. It was yeah. a point in time where Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, and, and Justin Herbert had played. I think it was like. I want to say like 20-some-odd snaps together the entire season, and that was like week 12 or 13. They were just often injured. Well, then then Numbnuts played Williams (laughs) in week 18, (laughs) and he got hurt. Meaningless game. What are you doing, dude? He's he's just a guy just out there having a good time. Do you not realize what Williams brings to your offense? Having a good time. Leave him alone. Sorry, go. He's having fun. Don't, don't, Don't rain on his parade. 
Anthony. Unbelievable. <laughs> he is uh he he yeah, Mike Williams played in 13 games last year. Keenan Allen only played in 10. And so you had a lot of time missed between those two and that that familiarity with Justin Herbert. They go out and get a receiver in the first round in Quentin Johnson uh, out of TCU, adding more to the to the depth of the receiving mm. core. And so I would assume they're going to throw the ball a lot, which is why they didn't want to pay Austin Eckler either. Well, he caught a lot of passes, yeah, too. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to throw you. We might want well label you. I, if I were him, I would be asking to be moved to receiver. Like, just line me up. Yeah. Just change my tag to receiver, and, and then I, I can get paid. paid. Yep. Yeah. Um, but, I, again, this is a team – Defensively, I, I I still like what they do. Joey Bosa obviously is a is a man amongst men. Derwin James is healthy. one of the best safeties uh, in the league, and so it's hard for me to say ten wins though because of what you said. The head coach, mm-hmm. he's probably going to lose you a few. I love I love the talent. I love the talent. I absolutely hate the coaching staff. There there was a point last year uh, they were playing the Browns, I believe. Keenan Allen was at home hurt. And he tweeted, what are we, what are we doing? doing? Yep, I remember. You're right. <laughs> He's they right. almost lost the game to Jacoby Brissett yes. and the Browns. Like, yeah, it's probably going to happen, man. How, how many games did they win last year? Do you have it off the I top of your head? I don't have it. Let's see. I mean, obviously, they're a, playoff, they're a playoff team, so they probably won about 10 games, I would imagine. Let's, I don't know how many games. Let me, let me look. Sorry, I threw, threw this at you. Uh, I didn't know if you had the standings up. Looking at it right now, still holding 10. You won 10 games last year despite the coaching staff. I don't, I don't think, think you can do it again. I don't think they could do it either. I think yeah. they're going to win nine. Yeah, I, I think they're going to win nine. I think either. they're going to come just under, and they're going to spoil this talent. That's and un- and Kellen, I know that Kellen Moore was uh, the wonderkin there, you know, in Dallas for for a while. But uh, how, how'd that work out in the playoffs? As soon as they lost Tony Pollard, he, he had no adjustment, no nothing. I think nah. Kellen Moore got exposed the more that the yeah. the, the, the year went went on in yeah. Dallas. Yeah, they they didn't have a that that didn't. For Dallas, that didn't end the way that they wanted it to, and he kind With of Ezekiel became a scapegoat. Elliott snapping yeah. them all. Yeah. Do you remember that? That was, that was I don't know what that was. If I'm Zeke, that was punishment. If like, I'm Zeke, that's not my last play ever in a Dallas uniform. In a Dallas uniform, that was his last play. That's not. That is not. What are you doing? What the hell are we doing? I don't know who the defensive tackle was. <laughs> I forget who it was, but my God, Kerry, <laughs> was he salivating? Do you think he was like, you know oh, much, my, this man, is incredible. Big people, when they get to hit little people, how excited they are. <laughs> I was watching the TV earlier. Maisie Smith, their first-round draft pick for the Cowboys, said, I don't even like football. I just like hitting people. Like, I saw give go. me him. Like, yeah. That's a big D lineman. Yeah. Big dude just of wants course. to hit people. And he does it. He could do it legally. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we both like the under 9.5 yes. for the Chargers. And, again, this is not a talent thing. It's a, it's a coaching thing. Yes. Let's move to who I, oh. who I think. I think they're the most interesting team. Oh. In the NFL, I, and and I'm not saying that from a standpoint of uh, I like Russell Wilson. I, I think uh, he he turned out to be a goober, and I think he turned out to be somebody that really overvalued his talent. And I hate to say it because I used to love watching Russell Wilson play. Yeah, but last year, you know, it's like it's the divorce. It's the divorce that happens. Tom Brady divorced Bill Belichick. Tom Tom Brady won that one. Yeah. Um, Russell Wilson divorced Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll. And and Pete Carroll, 
He's winning that one. Pete Carroll got the, the, the smoke show. Yeah. You know, he wound up. He goes, okay, you're leaving me? No problem. Yep. W- went down the street, found a smoke show that, that <laughs> loves and respects him even more. Russell Wilson went the diva route and, yeah. you know, he got his ass handed to him. Mm-hmm. But, Kerry, I I like Sean Payton so much. I realize he's, he's a wild card and he said the comments about Nathaniel Hackett. Oh, I, I don't give that. it to him. I, I don't care. I love that. He was, I, tell, he, he was telling the truth. Yeah, he wasn't lying. It'd it was be disaster one last year. telling the lie. Yes. It was a mess over there last year but we're doing we're doing win totals so it doesn't matter how much i like sean payton what you got how what's it's that eight and a half last year Ooh. they won five games and well, they were an utter disaster last year i'm gonna go over based on that sean payton is good for three more at least i and like the you way you say find that. another win there mm-hmm. it, that team if i'm not mistaken they averaged around 16 points per game offensively and had one of the top defenses in the league. If their offense could have scored a couple of more touchdowns a game, that they they would have they would have won three to four, maybe five more games based on the numbers that they were putting out there. That yeah. defense was playing their butts off, which is why you saw the defensive tackle I can't remember his name yelling in Russell Wilson's face as yep. he's coming off the field. I'm assuming do something mm-hmm. other than just talk, man. Yeah. Get a touchdown, brother. Help me stop help doing, you. Stop doing the lunges down <laughs> down the alley of the plane there. And yeah, uh, why don't you find me, the damn end zone? Give me some help. Give us some help. And so I think when you're looking at this offense, they lost uh, Javante Williams earlier in the season last year to a torn ACL. Mm-hmm. He'll be back. He'll be healthy. Um, they did just lose Tim Patrick to a torn Achilles the yeah. other day, which is not great. But I think if Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, those are guys that can go catch the football. Jerry Judy has to limit his drops because he had a lot of them at times last year and really throughout his entire career. He can take care of the football, catch the ball cleanly. I like I, – I, Sean Payton is a master of coming up with, with schemes and yes. plays and ways to get guys open, ways to get guys the football – and 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 if Russell Wilson can sit his butt in the pocket, because what he's done throughout his entire career that has allowed him to have great success is being creative. Mm-hmm. So I, I I would assume that Sean Payton is going to get some some mobile pass plays for him on the run, some boots, some rollouts where he can still have that, but really dial it in. Hey man, time time on time passing is what we need. Get the damn ball out of your hand and let's go on to the next play. So Russell Wilson, his his idol, Drew Brees, who made his his hall, he who put together his Hall of Fame career yeah. or what should be a Hall of Fame career. It is under no who? question, Sean Payton. Yes, he had good years in the with with San Diego and the Chargers. He had Hall of Fame years with Sean Payton in New Orleans. If Russell Wilson just shuts up. You know, and and listens to what Peyton has to say. I like the way you put that. I think I think Sean Payton is worth, you know, another three wins. Yeah. So can you can you get another? They had five wins last year. Yeah. Payton's worth another three. three. Can Listen, you get one more you that something. maybe you weren't expecting? Get Anthony. to the get get the over nine um, or over eight and a half. I'm going to say yes. Nathaniel Hackett was was. <laughs> you you talk about they won five Brandon. wins with me as the head coach. <laughs> I mean, essentially, <laughs> essentially. He, and, and and here's the thing, man. You you never want people to lose their job, but when somebody is uh, underqualified for a position, which Nathaniel Hackett 
definitely looked under underqualified, unqualified, underqualified, not ready, not prepared for that position. Yep. Uh, just it seemed like it was too much for him. The other thing that I forgot to mention, the the Denver Broncos went out and added depth to their offensive line. They went and got Mike McClinchy from yes. San Francisco, which was a big pickup, and Ben Powers from Baltimore. So yep. they added to that offensive line to keep Russell Wilson clean. Stay your ass in the pocket. <laughs> throw the damn ball on time. Yep. If you do that, we got a chance to win football games, and then you don't have to worry about your defensive tackles choking you out. Yep. Because <laughs> <laughs> he almost got choked out I'm, on the carry. <laughs> He absolutely did. And how many times? And that was only when we saw it. I mean, yeah, how many times? I mean, I listen, man. They got close on. Oh, you know they got real close. Hey, hey, man, I I done told you a couple times. Yeah. To, to make plays happen. Right. You, you, come on. Yeah. This is the polite version. We on TV. I'm gonna kick your ass in this locker room yep. if you don't come on. <laughs> I know where your personal <laughs> office is, Ross. I'm going to go up there. And, and, I'm going to drag you around. Spots. Exactly. Uh, Sean Payton's good. Sean Payton got rid of all that yes, crap too, which yes. is which is good. And I'm glad you brought up the old line. I think that's a top ten offensive line, assuming that McClinchy and Powers do what they're supposed to, and Garrett Ball stays healthy. Yes. Ball stays healthy at the left tackle spot, man. That's again, I think that's, I think that's a top ten offensive line in football. The I the f- the front seven, I think is. Uh, Got some. It, it needs some work. You know, you lose Von Miller and Bradley Chubb over the years. Yeah. You know, I think that's that's a bit of an issue. Frank Clark will help in the short term, but uh, overall, I still I still like the over eight and a half for Denver. All right, we're we're here. Kansas City Chiefs, Super Bowl champions. Over under is eleven and a half. Uh, carry i mean over we're let's just over. yep do we need anything else you got anything else uh, for me no nope. <laughs> i mean is is 15 still a quarterback yeah okay well then yeah over is, is andy Reid still the play caller yeah, yeah. The, yep okay yep, yep he's still there uh Kerry, the the most i think i think the the thing that impressed me the most about that super bowl win last year was the unbelievable job that the offensive line did yeah i mean that offensive line against that pass rush the, those the the Phillies the Phillies the Eagles sorry we're still baseball season <laughs> uh, the Eagles pass rush which was dominant last yes. year crickets nothing nada. nothing and yeah the field was slick and all that it was slick for the offensive linemen for the Chiefs yes, too it was. That that's a top a, that could be a top five offensive line that's a testament to you had two guys Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith who playing that center and, and and right guard position incredible. Amazing! Those two guys are studs. They are damn good football players, and that allows Patrick Mahomes to do what he does. He he is a. I, I felt like a few years ago the Cincinnati Bengals kind of found the blueprint: drop eight and rush three because he's gonna take time. He's gonna yeah. he'll, he'll sit in that pocket and he'll scramble around. You need more defenders in the zones. If you blitz them, it's a wrap. Yeah. If you only bring four, you, you you're not getting you're not there, and you're enough. not dropping enough, and so. They found it seemed like they found the recipe, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals did, but no one else has has been able to crack that code of Patrick Mahomes. This team, you lose Tyreek Hill last year, nothing doesn't matter. We, we we'll go get Kadarius Tony, who had nobody. The Giants gave him away for a bag of peanuts, and yep. we'll we'll bring him in. You got Marte, uh, you you got Marquez Valdez Scanling. You got uh, Sky Moore, who who was a rookie last year. Yeah. You got some talent. You lose Juju, which I, yeah, you know, I yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think you replace Juju. Their Smith number Schuster. one receiver though is one Travis Kelsey. Yes. And he's a tight end, but he's their number one option. So and you talked about Isaiah Pacheco earlier in the in the show, talking about how well he did in the playoffs. Uh 
being a seventh round guy coming in and, and just balling and playing extremely well. And don't forget about, uh, was it McKinnon that also played well? Uh, in oh, that Jarek McKinnon, Jared McKinnon was, yeah, was, he, was balling he, the, as well. I mean, how many times did they, did they look at him, you know, in the slot and, yes. uh, or on screen passes, I should say. And, and he was great. I mean, he had, there was a run there where I think he scored like a touchdown yes. in six straight games yes. or something. They know how to use their talent because of, Andy Reid, and he's yes. going to design design people open. Let's not forget too about Rishi Rice, who they took in the second yeah, round yeah, at SMU. Yes. Yep. You know he's six foot, six foot one. Uh, he's got a little speed to him. I, I think Kadarius Tony is going to be the fun one to watch because he, is. he had to get his knee cleaned up. He had a little yeah. process procedure done, but I, but he the, is. the way they used him. You know, sometimes Kerry, it's not it's not about the player; it's about the fit. Yes, I don't think Debo Samuel, who I love, is a number one wide receiver in most offenses. The way that Kyle Shanahan u- utilizes yeah. him, and you watch him, he's like, "This is an incredible player." He right. is in that system yes. because Shanahan knows how to design ways to creative ways to get him the ball. Yeah, we're not talking about Justin Jefferson and Debo Samuel; no. they're two different guys. So Kadarius Tony. To me, fits into that that um, that mold of Debo Samuel. Yeah, where Reed in is going to system. Yeah, putting him in motion, getting him to use. Andy Reed does a great job of, of using the guy's talent to to their ability. I mean, to their to their to their to their credit, they they are going to find ways to get their guys the football in creative ways, and it is it is spectacular to watch. The one thing we didn't mention. Chris Jones still looking yeah, for a out. contract. Mm. He's holding out. I don't know how long he's willing to hold out, but uh, they need him. They they definitely do need him back in the fold because he is a uh, he is a man. Yeah, a man in the middle. <laughs> uh, you got you got defend. You got only a handful of defensive tackles. Yeah. I mean, there's a clear top five in my opinion, and yeah. Chris Jones is he's, somewhere he's, within that top five. He ain't he ain't he's top three. Yeah, I, so you. Aaron, Aaron Donald, Donald, Jones. Um, do you? Um, I mean, Har- Hargrove from now at San Francisco, I think, is somewhere in the top ten. And I'm thinking Deron Payne also. Deron Payne uh, is excellent. I'm biased, but Quinnen Williams. Quinnen yeah, Williams. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's very good. I mean, we're talking about if we're talking about like top three, top five. Very good. I know I'm biased. Somewhere in the top ten, Grady Jarrett. Grady Jarrett is yeah. incredible. You always Carrie. bring your your Falcons in. I, 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 you know what, Arthur Smith and those guys got to give you a call. Hey, you get you give the Falcons a lot of love. Jeffrey Simmons, dude. <laughs> Did we bring up Simmons? Did we bring up Jeffrey, Jeffrey Simmons? Simmons? I mean, that, Jeffrey Simmons is probably, in the top three. Yeah. He's top three, top four. Let no me, question. Let me just say this about Grady Jarrett. Jarrett. He's a top ten name of all time. They have not had a pass rush since John Abraham. Yeah, I don't know if you played with John Abraham, but that's I think how I far John back. Abraham. But John was a was a that, man. Like when he was healthy, he was he was <laughs> incredible. They haven't had a pass rush since Abraham. They've got no outside guys. They can't. They they they're bottom two in sacks every year. Yeah, and Grady Jarrett is still among you know the the best defensive tackles. When when you can block one guy, when you know you got one guy to block, and yeah. he still he still does a he nice job. Gets, I got to give you a little love. He, no, nah, he he's, he's a very good football player. I wouldn't I wouldn't take that take that away from him. I just like giving you crap. That's fine. Because you like to give, you love Desmond Ritter. I don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I think they're gonna be. I think they're gonna be better than than, than no, people. You do think. love Kyle Pitts though. Uh, I love 
I love taking you love, you love the idea backs. of Kyle Pitts. I love the uh, – I <laughs> lo- listen, Kerry, nothing gets me going. It's so funny, right, because I actually think the Falcons are going to be better – again, better than people think. Their draft philosophy over the last three years has, has absolutely infuriated it's me. It's puzzling. Anybody that knows me knows that in the, in, in the first round, I love to see teams that, that add to their, their front seven defensively mm-hmm. or their offensive line, assuming yeah. you have the quarterback and all Correct. that. Teams that go outside in – should get their ass kicked every year. They should, and they usually do. And they usually do. Yeah, they usually And do. the Falcons have drafted outside in yeah. for the last three years. They took Kyle Pitts, who's a receiver, not a tight end. They took Drake, Drake London. London, who is a wide receiver. And then they took Bijan B. Robinson. Yeah. I'm not saying any of these guys individually are not good right. enough, okay? They are. But when you, when you don't have a pass rush and you keep adding to the outsides, <laughs> it infuriates me. Well, they went and got Calais Campbell. He's, he's I love stud. Calais Campbell, yeah. He's 38. He, he's going to get you seven and a half he's sacks. Gonna, and and he's, gonna, a, he's one of the he's largest human beings I've ever met. Yeah, he's a good he's leader a and all that. No, yeah. All right. That'll do it for us here. Then that'll do it for our division-by-division division look. Kerry and I got to come up with uh, – uh, there's going to be plenty of things to talk about, yeah. but I, I want to find a structure for our show, Kerry, that – it was kind of similar to what we just did, right. where it's like, hey, let's talk about uh, what's going on in the National Football League, mix in some of the thoughts that, uh, that we have from a schematical standpoint, and then also talk about maybe some predictions. So yeah, we'll, find, uh, we'll find a new way to, to kind of do that. But we're going to be back next week. It's Gridiron Guys here on uh, 101ESPN.com, and download us on your favorite, favorite mobile device as well. That'll do it, though. Kerry Davis, Super Bowl champion. Anthony Stalter, we'll see you next time on Gridiron Guys. Thanks for listening to the Gridiron Guys podcast with Super Bowl champion Kerry Davis and Anthony Stalter. Driven by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Check out the Gridiron Guys podcast page at 101ESPN.com.